0: Hello and welcome to the business community.
1: I'm Tracy Jones. And I'm Heather Noble. And this week, have we got some great conversations in store for you. We're going to spend some time looking at female trades people, trades women indeed. Uh, We're going to look at a lady who works in that sector and has done all sorts of amazing work, a lady called Hattie Hassan. And we're going to spend some time thinking about the creative brain and what that means for us in business and for us just in our general life, really. But one thing that I think we've missed, Tracy, is that have you got a cup of coffee? Because I haven't got a cup of coffee.
0: I'm desperate for a cup of coffee, Heather.
1: Oh, How could we get a
0: cup of coffee now? Maybe one of our lovely listeners would like to buy us a cup of coffee. That
1: would be very generous, wouldn't it? We could share one. I mean, they don't have to buy us one each, do they? We could share. How could they do that, Tracy? Well, just this weekend, I was busy
0: setting up an account with Buy Me A Coffee. It's a really lovely little website which enables our supporters to make a donation to buy us one or two or however many cups of coffee they wish If you prefer to think of it as a glass of gin, I'm okay with that. If you prefer to think of it as a book, I'm also okay with that. But we've put links for it on our SoundCloud page. So if you're listening through SoundCloud, it's there. And I've also put links on every single page on our blog as well. So if you go to our website, thebusiness.community, you can click on the link and you can buy us a coffee, why don't you?
1: In fact, you need to try really hard not to find the ability to buy us a coffee. So uh, no excuses there, folks.
0: (laughs) OK, let's launch in with our first discussion. This is based on an article I saw in Positive News, and it was about UK's first register of tradeswomen. It caught my eye no less than I recognised the face of one of the people in the photographs. And she's the daughter of a friend of mine on Facebook.
1: That's spooky. I that know. That is spooky.
0: Uh, she's a, a female plumber. She lives in Todmorden. And uh, presumably, she's going to join this register of tradeswomen. They're taking applications now from tradeswomen. And it's due to launch sometime in the spring.
1: It looks fantastic. And, and, and the whole idea is that... In fact, the whole idea is something that... I came across uh, when I was, when I first set up my business, I I did a course with uh, WIRE, Women in Rural Enterprise. And on that course, there was a young lady and she was setting up as a painter and decorator. And uh, and it was very much about how people, some people, uh, often women perhaps who are vulnerable, you live on their own and feel safer having a tradeswoman in the house than a tradesman. And I thought, what a brilliant idea! And of course, this um, this has now been consolidated in this national register. And it's not just painters and decorators or plumbers; it's digger operators, tree surgeons, stonemasons, any trade. It's not just your sort of your, your general plumbing, electrician, painting, and decorating. It looks fantastic. I've got to say that
0: there was one. Benefit of this register that I hadn't really registered with me. I felt quite bad about not having thought about this aspect of it before. Obviously, I, I imagined it was for women who felt vulnerable, potentially didn't want um, a strange man in their home. But this aspect of it, where um, it says in the article in Positive News about women who are in abusive relationships and their partner might take offense if they offer this tradesman a, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and it, it's a way of protecting those women from their abusive partners as well which I totally passed me by I'd never
1: even considered that
0: um, and I, I suppose I guess it's because I'm, I'm lucky that I've not experienced that in my life.
1: Yeah I mean, it, it hadn't occurred to me at all and as you say you know it's terrible that that situation exists but at least this might go some way towards uh, mitigating some of some of that, that tension and some of that horribleness around that. But uh, but I think it's great. I mean, they're setting up the, the register first um, at the moment, so they're sort of pulling together this database of, of women who can offer uh, trades. They've already got about 300 or so on the books. Uh, but they are planning later in the year, I think in the spring, to make the register accessible to people who want to find these tradespeople, so they're coming at it in the right order very often you you know you get people they think oh yes we're going to set up a database or a resource and they start marketing it and there's actually no data on it nothing of any use yeah that's really frustrating
0: isn't it when you go there you think i really want to support this initiative and then there's nothing there and you end up not going back do you
1: yeah, and 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 also, I think the the flip side is that also um, because of the way that they're going to set it up, so that they the the register will um, handle the invoicing and chase up payments, etc. Uh, they also, from a safeguarding point of view, will um, will deal with checks around the people that want the work. So you can't just get, you know somebody who's up, you know up to no good to ask for a woman, a lone woman to come to the house to to carry out work so I think that's really important but it would also support women who are themselves vulnerable um by allowing them to train and set up their own businesses and be independent for want of a better word so it it kind of ticks both boxes
0: yeah I think uh, I was reading right at the end of the article the plan is to go even further than that and and to offer training um, to like a tradeswoman's college uh, to train them specifically to work in the homes of vulnerable people and and to you know to learn what's important to, to bear in mind when they're working in these particular homes. So I think it's it's a brilliant initiative. I've got every confidence that it's going to be a success because the person that's behind it has got success as well and we're going to be talking about her later on um but yeah i'm I'm going to really keep an eye on this i've just found in the article it's due to launch on the 15th of march so we haven't got long to wait
1: no and one one thing that i spotted is that the whole initiative is is backed by a number of organizations and the one um that that caught my eye that i'd not heard about before i don't know if you had was uh, an initiative by nat west which at the moment unfortunately is oversubscribed but um it's natwestbackherbusiness.co.uk and they talk about crowdfunding um business startups predominantly for you know for women and supporting them and there's some really interesting stories on there about how women have turned the hobby into a business or how they've um or how they've secured funding some seed funding to get things going so um so it's basically, you know, a load of um, sisters doing it for themselves, I think, which I, I, I quite like, quite like that idea. So we will be coming
0: back to the brainchild. Um, sorry, the brainchild. This is the brainchild <laughs> to the mastermind behind this. Um, and that's the founder of Stopcocks Women Plumbers, uh, a lady called Hattie Hassan, and we'll profile her um, at the end of the podcast. Okay, next up, we're going to review something that we've watched on Netflix. Now, I have to say that one of the joys of doing this podcast, and I've got to say probably one of the reasons why we're still going after all these years, Heather, is it's a perfect opportunity for me to watch Netflix programmes, watch TEDx talks, read books, read magazines, generally immerse myself in articles and programs that I find fascinating so this week is no exception
1: yeah I, we decided to watch something on Netflix and it's not the latest blockbuster film it's actually a <laughs> documentary um, by a guy called David Eagleman um, and it's about the creative brain and I love this it's about 50 minutes long something like that and it takes a few it takes you on such a broad journey around creativity uh, i was just it wasn't at all what i was expecting no i just uh, devoured and, it i don't know about you no, i just
0: sat there and was just loving it so much that the 50 minutes just whizzed past i made about six pages of
1: notes i was just scribbling stuff down and oh my goodness i was sending people quotes about things that people had said oh i've just been just seeing nick cave talking about songwriting la la, la. It, <laughs> it just So rich. It it was brilliant. It was brilliant. What bit resonated with you the most or what what bits do you remember the most? Well, I, I,
0: like you, made lots of notes. But what really stood out for me is he told the story and got the message across that he wanted to get across because he's a neuroscientist. He could have just been there for 50 minutes and talked and told us the science. But what he did was he used talking heads Mm. from a massive range of um, disciplines. So he started with a scientist who who um, deals in nanotech, and an architect, and an inventor, and a polymath, an animator, a jazz musician, a novelist. I loved his chair, by the way. I, I just need to say, Michael Shabon, his desk and chair yeah. setup was amazing. Um, there was a potter who was formerly a soldier in the Gulf Gulf War a writer and an actor. Now, this, probably, with all of these things, the thing that really, really sort of hit me in the chest, you know, that full-on, wow, okay, was the stuff they were doing in prisons. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah. And they kind of, they, I think that's another good thing about the documentary is that it built, it, it built it builded it builded (laughs) (laughs) it took us on a journey towards that so you know he was he was as you say using talking heads to kind of explain how it all works and how diverse and complex it is and then he used the prison example of what the benefits are what how creativity can change people's lives and I think that that, yes we're used to watching dance or seeing a some pottery, or some architecture, or a song, and thinking about how it changes our lives, but we don't spend a lot of time thinking about how it changes the lives of the creative person. And that I think that was it was genius. It was yeah,
0: genius. I, I give a special mention to the the two talking heads in, in the um, in the section that we were talking about with the prison, Zachary Lazar, who's a writer, and Tim Robbins, a quite famous mm. actor. So Zachary Lazar has got a writing program, and just some of the things I picked up from there. It's about, and these are some of the prisoners talking, saying it creates a whole other world, the world I'm supposed to be living in.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's yeah. about took allowing... them outside of, them outside of their their yeah. situation. He he said that um, crime and punishment, and that's not we're not saying that crime and punishment isn't a necessary thing, but and um, crime and punishment reduces people to the worst thing they've ever done. And that's not a great, that's not a great place to be all the time. But as you say, this sort of escapism, this chance of, as you say, living the life you're supposed to be living or escaping.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and the other phrase they used was allowing people to see themselves and appreciate themselves. And I think Tim Robbins said it is about the transformation of human beings by the creative process and it was so, so powerful. But it, mm. it wasn't just the prison. Every single talking head, it underlined the point that he had to make. And he didn't just stop with, this is why it's good, this is why it's important. He actually gave some guidance on how to harness creativity to improve your life and the world around you. I think, you know, there, were, there was only three simple instructions and, and I won't tell you what they are because you really need to watch it and go on that mm. journey as well. But those three simple instructions, although they sounded simple, they actually need some personal development work, I would say. You'd need to work on yourself to get over them.
1: Yeah. Yes. Also, I think the thing that um, was particularly interesting, is uh, it was a nice piece of work. You know, it, uh, 50 minutes, it was well constructed. There were some beautiful things in there. You know, we saw things that people have made. There were people dancing. There were musicians. There were all sorts of things. But he also was talking about, at at the very basic level, at the beginning, why we, as humans, are creative compared to animals. And it's it's actually to do with the location of things within our brain and how our brain has evolved. And you've sort of got this sort of um, cause and effect. You know, you see something and you act on it, whereas we have... The ability we see something and we can ruminate on it and think about it and draw on experiences and then create an output. And that's true of you know, a lot of these people they are making their living from creativity. That they are writing songs, they are building buildings. They are, um, there was a musician who said, Music has been born from all different types of music, you can't kind of forget it's a bit like. And the film yesterday about the Beatles, what would happen if the Beatles had never existed, which my husband gets on a soapbox about. Um, <laughs> he said, you you can't just erase the Beatles from from music. You know, that's music history. That's impossible. Nothing would exist if the Beatles hadn't existed. And, and it, but it's that whole, everything is born from a culmination of what's gone before. And I thought that was really interesting. And in business, sometimes it's the use the phrase thinking out of the box it's that that gets you to the place that you need to be
0: yeah I think another relevant um talking head to mention for business he's actually a writer he's the writer of Game of Thrones but I, I really saw this as being something that any business person can take on board so he, he said it you know early on in his career he saw himself as a writer but realized he wasn't very good and that yeah. freaked him out and, and what he found by working on this and working on himself that the key to his success was to be less worried about failing and I think that is so true for a lot of um, business people you know try it and if you fail get up do it again try it differently do something
1: different and make those tweaks because actually let's face it if you if you have, if you've never failed at anything, then we'd all still be just lying in a a bed, getting people to bring food to us. We wouldn't be able to walk. Everything that we do, everything that we've learned, we've had to get it wrong a few times, fall over a few times, and then get back up and find out why you fell over and don't do that again.
0: Yeah, oh, I've just read further on in my notes. (laughs) Sweeping through my notes here to see what inspired me. The schools bit, I love Mm. that a story about a school that was failing and nobody wanted to go there and they were gonna shut it down. And what they decided to do, and this is very brave, is is they put creativity at the heart of all the subjects. So it wasn't just a special lesson in creativity. And they showed an example of a class where they were learning about geometry through the medium of abstract art. They're, They're not learning subjects, they're learning a creative mindset. That allows them to grow as human beings. And it was a really good point, and something that we've we've touched on before is that these are the young people that are going to be growing up to be doing the jobs that don't actually exist yet. We don't even have names for those jobs yet. And so having a an ability to think about and, and to look at an issue and a problem and think about it in a creative way is going to be key to their future
1: yeah, the headmaster uh, he, you know who was talking about that, he did say that um you know these children, they won't remember what their scores were in in the class, but they will remember the process that they went through when they were using rulers and right angles in their geometry class to produce works of art. And the one thing that I love, which is something we never did at school, is at one point, so they'd all been doing their work and then the teacher asked everybody to stand up and wander around and look at each other's work Yeah, and see if they saw something that they liked or something that, you know, they thought was clever or something that stood out or that they didn't like as much. But it was very much done in a, here's a group of, you know, 25 kids and we've all produced something completely different, the teacher included. And yet we all were doing the same thing. We don't really encourage peer review in an informal way it waits till you're older and then people start telling you why you're a bad boss or you know <laughs> why you why you need development in a particular area yeah and that's how we get radical
0: candor isn't it when exa- well, exactly teach yeah. people how to give feedback
1: yeah yeah totally totally so yeah all in all wasn't what i was expected expecting but thought it was absolutely brilliant and it's available on netflix it's The Creative Brain by David Eagleman. And it's, a, it's 50 minutes well spent just seeing some of the amazing things that people do and the reasons why they do it. I loved it. Me too. We mentioned at the top of the show, we mentioned the lady that we're going to be talking about who set up this trades register for female trades people. And we thought... Well, she looks like an interesting character, not least because she's got an MBE for the work that she's done. And she did something fairly radical, like one of the people in the Creative Brain program, which is she had a total career change quite late in life. She was a teacher and then decided that that wasn't for her. And so retrained as a plumber. And her name is Hattie Hassan. You've found this article you found this lady what do you think about Hattie Hassan well for starters I think she
0: needs more than 1700 followers on Twitter yes okay so go and look up at Hattie Hassan and she's on there as founder of Stopcox and Stopcox is on Twitter as well at Stopcox uh, because um, yeah she's a thoroughly fascinating lady I noticed on her Twitter bio that um, she's the founder of Stopcox, yes. She's the author of a book called The Joy of Plumbing. And she's also a stand up comedian and was at Edinburgh Festival in 2014. Um, Stopcox is on Twitter. Um, they've got um, nine and a half thousand followers. They've been going since 1990. Um, and their bio says our highly skilled women plumbers have provided excellent plumbing and customer service throughout the UK since 1990. So that's sort of where she developed the uh, the register of uh, tradeswomen from. Um, yeah, absolutely uh, fascinating. She was a teacher for eight years, Heather,
1: and then uh, decided to retrain as a plumber. She did that for quite a few years, but felt quite lonely she she talked about there was an article in the bb on the bbc where she said that she spent 15 years working as a lone plumber but found it really hard to get work uh, because it, it's a male dominated or, or it has been a male dominated industry um and she was talking to other female plumbers who were feeling the same way and that they were the only women training to be a plumber in their college they couldn't get work and she started to talk to them about becoming self-employed and then she set up a franchise network and women have been joining from all over the country so she went on that you know a total career change and then what am I experiencing and how do I help other people and I think that was obviously the light bulb moment for her I think I—I was also struck by the fact that
0: she's not like a spring chicken. I don't mean to be rude, Hattie. You're about the, in the same age bracket as me and Heather.
1: Yeah, and that yeah. you know
0: you're still doing something, uh, that, that's really well. You could say it's radical. It's it shouldn't be radical, should it? But it is something that's very radical in the plumbing and construction worlds. Yeah, she's she's getting out there she's doing stuff she's she's been awarded mbes for her services i'm impressed one
1: of the other things that she that she's done through stopcocks um is uh that she's been out to to kenya to create rainwater harvesting systems um and the whole stopcocks thing seems very much to be about giving something back Doing good work, empowering people, and using money for good for good causes. So the the trades person register everybody that buys business through that. A small percentage of the the order goes towards the school that trains the female plumbers or tradespeople or whatever. So she's not she's not afraid of just getting stuck in and solving problems. Yeah. Uh, which is absolutely admirable I think.
0: I think it's really interesting reading about her motivation um, behind supporting other women to become self-employed. She was saying that um, a lot of women who trained in uh, plumbing were the only women in their college when they trained and they were finding it really difficult to get employment and so she's she's encouraged them to become self-employed Um, on the basis that working for yourself is flexible you work your own hours um, it's a great career and it's a good earner so um and I think you know that sort of support and to bring those people together who obviously potentially feeling isolated I think she well deserves the MBE for services to women in the heating and plumbing industry have you
1: had a look at the book Heather that she's written I haven't. I I love the title because it's it's not I mean, the joy of plumbing, you know, that does sound slightly ironic, doesn't it? It's like, really, really? But it's <laughs> um, it's got a subtitle, which is a guide to living the life you really, really want. It's a bit
0: like for me, it's a bit like the title of one of our favourite books, Pig Wrestling. Yes, it's not a book about what it appears to be a book about. <laughs> so It's not about how to learn to plumb. Um, but I, I just had a quick look at the blurb and I thought actually it's it's a book I potentially um, would like to, to delve into a little bit more. So it says, this book is for you if you're a woman wanting to take control of your life, whether you're just starting out or well into your working life. Age doesn't matter, it's never too early or late. Uh, if you have ever thought, if only I had, then this book will take you on a journey that will let you explore and revisit those possibilities and guide you practically into making those dreams a reality. Living the life you really, really want starts today. That's a pretty good blurb, that is, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes, it is. It is. Can I just mention, um, so I saw quite an in-depth interview um, with Hattie on a website that I'd not come across before called themuttonclub.com. Oh, I've never uh, heard of that. What's the mutton uh, club? Mutton Club. So it's aimed at women of a certain age. And I think it's the whole tongue-in-cheek, mutton dressed as lamb kind of oh, I love um, <laughs> joke. They've got a podcast as well, I believe. Uh, but on there there are lots of interviews with women uh and talking about the things that they've achieved and what they've learned, etc. So it's actually quite an interesting, um, quite an interesting little website. So I thought I'd put a link to that. On the website, uh, along with all of the articles that we've talked about today, which, uh, as you probably know by now, is the business.community. And um, just before we go, just to say, I'm still quite
0: keen on a cup of coffee. How about you, Heather?
1: Yeah, it's all taking much longer than we'd anticipated. <laughs> I did wonder whether we could have a buy us a gin and maybe that would have a, a more impact. But, it would uh, have
0: more impact on me. <laughs> That's all we've got time for this week on the business community.
1: If you've enjoyed listening to this week's podcast, you can find out about all the things that we've talked about over the years at our website, which is thebusiness.community.
0: We do hope you'll join us again next week for more news, views and
1: reviews from the world
0: of business.